Appreciate him, and everyone does in here too. Gardner Mitchell, yeah. yeah. you want to get used to how this feels? Yes, get used to how we prepared this week. Yeah. Feel that urgency at practice, at meetings, at walkthrough. Yeah. That's what's gonna get us there. Double yes, down. Let's run this back next yeah. week. Let's go. Hey, win on three. One, two, three. Win. You're listening to the Colts Blue Zone Podcast with Mike Chappell and Dave Griffiths. You just heard the victory celebration in the Colts locker room after they defeated the Pittsburgh Steelers 30-13 to on Saturday. I'm Matt Adams. This is the Colts Blue Zone Podcast, my usual game wrap-up. I was going to originally do this on Sunday, but, you know, we had some NFL games still to be played, and I wanted to know... Uh, have a clear sense of what the playoff picture was looking like for Indianapolis. So I decided to wait till Monday when we have that information. And just to tell you the truth, uh, not a whole lot has changed, but uh, the Colts do have an outside shot at the AFC South, and I will talk about that and the Jacksonville Jaguars losing on Sunday night football to the Baltimore Ravens. But first, let's look at this game that the Colts won on Saturday at home against the Pittsburgh Steelers. I know that Pittsburgh had a backup quarterback, but hey, the Colts have had a backup quarterback all season. And, you know, they lost some frontline players here. Zach Moss left the game with an injury after a horse collar tackle. Michael Pittman left the game with a concussion after a vicious hit. And so the Colts had to rely on some of their backups. And, and I know that Pittsburgh had some attrition too. They lost some guys in the secondary, especially. And I, I understand that, but man, when you're talking about your, you know, basically your third and your fourth string running backs and a, a practice squad wide receiver coming up big for the Colts with your backup quarterback there, you don't have your normal right tackle with Braden Smith out. So, you know, the backups came up big here for the Indianapolis Colts on Saturday, but uh, it didn't look good early on. Let, let's talk about that first quarter. You know, the Colts got down 13 to nothing, and it just didn't really seem to have much going for them. Uh, it included a blocked punt that was later turned into a short touchdown. Pittsburgh also had a quarterback sneak touchdown that was initially ruled down and, and would have been a turnover on downs, but then that was overturned on replay, and I believe that was the correct call in that particular case. But man, uh, we had Matt Gay missing another field goal. He would miss a second field goal in this game as well. And my, my goodness, uh, I mean, for a few minutes, it really looked like the Colts had brought whatever funk they were in in Cincinnati, that they had brought it with them back home. That is at least how things appeared in the early goings of this game. I, I mean, you know, uh, Pittsburgh was getting pressure on Minshew early. They were having trouble keeping the quarterback clean. The offense didn't seem like it was going anywhere. 
And then suddenly the Colts are down by two touchdowns. And really the only positive thing that had happened was that the Steelers had missed an extra point. So instead of being down 14 to nothing, they were down 13 to nothing. But it did uh, quickly turn around for the Colts. Now, it wasn't, uh, it wasn't pretty, and it wasn't like an immediate turnaround where the Colts absolutely dominated everything, but Nick Krups made a phenomenal interception of a Mitch Trubisky pass. He went up high, snatched it away from George Pickens. Just a, a great play. Now, they had drawn at this point, they had drawn the game to 13-7 to via a, a pass from Gardner Minshew to Zach Moss. Unfortunately, Moss, while stretching into the end zone and making a really nice play to get in there, uh, got, got tackled in what they call a horse call tackle where he, he got grabbed from behind and sort of jerked back and he injured his arm and it's the same arm I believe that he had broken earlier in the preseason that forced him to, to miss the first game of the year so that was that was pretty rough going there to, to lose Zach Moss but you know Indianapolis responded right away the defense with an interception and you know it, it looked pretty good there but then then they did lose Michael Pittman on uh, one of the early plays of that drive where Minshew led him a little bit and um you know he just got lined up man the the, the Pittsburgh defender just really laid into him and kind of loaded up and went into him led with his crown of his helmet and I, I know that a lot of people are like gosh it's football you should let people hit each other but you know, we also want to see our, our favorite players and our good players on our teams play and not get hurt unnecessarily. And we know stuff happens. Stuff happens in the trenches. Stuff happens on turf. And I, I think fans understand those things are going to, to happen. But the league has made an effort, especially in the past few seasons, to try to remove, you know, some of these these more questionable hits from the game. And, and I know that some commentators have even called that hit a, a little bit on the dirty side. And it, it was a vicious hit by the way, and, and there was no real need for it because Pittman had stretched out for it, and you, you could have easily just kind of run into him. and You didn't have to load up and, and launch at him, and I, that's why he got ejected from this game. So th they lost Pittman on the next drive. So now they're without their primary running back with Jonathan Taylor out, and then they're without their best wide receiver, Pittman, who'd had like 78 yards receiving in this game. And... Uh, had already eclipsed a thousand yards for the season, and but now he's suddenly out of the game now. Um, and he did put a drive there. They went all the way down. It looked like Tyler Goodson had gotten in for a score and it had been called a touchdown on the field. But when they reviewed it, yeah, his knee was down, and so he didn't get in. So the, the Colts ended up going for it eventually on a fourth down play, and could not quite pull it off. I mean, they, they ran a nice play. And Minshew found DJ Montgomery in the back of the end zone, and he tried to make the sliding catch, and he made it. And then as he was sliding and, and kind of securing the ball, he lost control of the ball and was not able to complete the catch, and so it was called incomplete, so it was a turnover on downs. To the Colts' credit, again, the defense stepped up. They forced Pittsburgh into a punt, and uh, they did burn a little bit of time there. So the Colts got the ball back with a little under a minute left in the half. And you're kind of thinking with the field position, you know, maybe you get a couple passes. Uh, you've got your timeouts. Maybe you can get a field goal, something along those lines. But they were actually able to, to kick things off on this drive with a 35-yard strike to DJ Montgomery, the same guy who had just dropped what would have been the go-ahead touchdown in the end zone. Minshew goes right back to him. And that really changed the field position and it changed the clock management here because 
you know, they're, they're well into Pittsburgh territory now. They've shifted the complete field position here. So now, instead of thinking, oh, maybe we can get a field goal, you're thinking, let's try to get a touchdown. One of the big plays here, and, and you look at the stats, and I'll, I'll go through the box score at the end of the show, kind of as I always do. Alec Pierce did not have a big game statistically, but he had an impact on this game. And this is one of those things that if you've watched the Colts this season, you've seen a little bit. Yeah, he had the 100-yard the game a couple of games ago and has been you know, looking to be a bigger part of the offense of late, but the stat sheet's not necessarily there. But if you've been watching the Colts, you've seen that Alec Pierce has had some impact on the game with you know, getting past the secondary sometimes and also causing defensive backs to panic at the last second and get a big pass interference penalty, and that's exactly what happened here. Pierce drew another big one. This set the Colts up, and then Minshew found D.J. Montgomery. Yes, D.J. Montgomery, the same guy who dropped the pass, the same guy who caught the 34-yarder to get this last-minute drive off to a good start, catches it, and runs in the end zone for a 14-yard score. That makes the game 14-13, to and that's where we stood at halftime. So it was a little bit like the Cincinnati game in that the Colts got down early. They didn't look very good. You know, they came back and were able to get themselves into the game at halftime. But this one just felt a little bit different because really for the Colts in that Cincinnati game, it, it was just kind of a pair of back-to-back plays. They, they had the touchdown that they scored on offense, and then they had the defensive turnover that was a, a, a you know a, a touchdown return. Just that like one-minute sequence was really all that the Colts had that went positive for them in this game. And yes, Matt Gay missed a field goal, and, and yes, you know they, they punted on offense here or there or what have you. But they looked like they were able to move the ball and they were able to protect Minshew, especially once we moved things into the second quarter. So even though the Colts only had tied it up against Cincinnati 14-14 at halftime, that felt a little bit different than this one because they were just sort of treading water against Cincinnati here, whereas in this game you felt like, okay, these guys have, I think they've settled in a little bit here and I think they've come to play. The second half was all Indianapolis. I mean, the Steelers did not score a point the rest of the way. The first possession of the second half for the Steelers, I mean, the Colts punted, unfortunately, to open the second half. And uh, then the Steelers, in their first possession, had a fumble that the Colts immediately turned into a touchdown. I mean, they went on a quick strike here, an 18-yard score from Minshew to Mo Alley-Cox. And really didn't have to do much more after that. The the defense facing a Pittsburgh Steelers offense that is very challenged, unable to protect their quarterback, uh, lacking in playmakers and turnover-prone which has not necessarily been the case for Pittsburgh this year as far as the turnovers go. This has not been a turnover-prone Pittsburgh team. They were one of the the league's best. But in this particular game, they were turnover-prone. And the Colts, you know, they they play very well, and they win ball games. I mean, it's, it's, it's not rocket science. You don't turn the ball over. You win football games, and that's exactly what happened here. The Colts got three turnovers from the Steelers, and they did not give the ball back to the Steelers uh, through a turnover. They did have a turnover on downs. But that's not a giveaway. That's that's not a fumble. And it's not a you know a muffed punt or an interception or anything like that. So plus three will will get you somewhere in the NFL, and usually that is a, a win. Now the offense didn't do a whole lot more after this uh, as far as points go. Now they they got three more field goals, and Matt Gay missed another one. Uh, the first field goal was a long one, a fifty-plus yarder, and uh, it, he just uh, completely kind of misdirected that one it was wide 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 left and then his next kick a shorter kick goes off the the upright so you know this is guy this guy is one of the the best kickers in the NFL 
The Colts paid him a lot of money to solidify a position that had been kind of nagging at them over the last couple of seasons, and he's struggling right now. I don't think that they're going to go away from Matt Gay. I, I don't think that they're going to suddenly go, oh, goodness, you know, we're in field goal range, but we can't trust our kicker. I think they know Matt Gay is going to work through stuff, but boy, that's not a good look. But of those three field goals, one came on a 70-yard drive that took almost nine minutes off the clock. And the Colts, without Jonathan Taylor, without Zach Moss, who'd been injured in this game and was, was not able to return, took a couple of backup running backs, ran it 13 straight times, and just exhausted and demoralized this Pittsburgh Steelers team. I mean, this was a, a, just an absolute vintage drive, just taking turns running between the tackles. Uh, there was a stretch play that got a decent amount of yards, and these guys were just... Uh, the offensive line was just mauling, and th these running backs were finding the daylight. They were breaking tackles. They were getting through everything. And, you know, early on in this season, or, or not during the season, but when he got hired, you know, Steichen said, we're going to throw the ball to score points, and we're going to run to win the game. And this was the run to win the game part of that. That was the, the vision of this team and of what Shane Steichen wants to do with a lead with an offense that was really incapable of making big plays against the Colts' defense, they were able to, to hold on to the ball and demoralize uh, what was a pretty stout Pittsburgh Steelers front. I, I know that they had some issues at linebacker and especially in the secondary, but the Colts still took it to them, and that is not supposed to happen. I, I know that the, the Pittsburgh Steelers are always a proud defense, and I cannot imagine how bad, you know, how embarrassed they were by this performance in this particular drive where the Colts just kept trying and running the ball and running the ball and running the ball and finding results. I think they converted a third and five with a run on this play, almost nine minutes of the game on this drive. And when you look back, you know, we'll see how things shake out for the Colts this season. But when you look back at this game and you look back at that drive, that is something that's going to be stuck in my mind and a lot of fans' minds for the rest of the season. Effectively, that field goal ended the game. The Colts then followed that up by another interception of Mitch Trubisky, and uh, he had just enough time left in this game to throw another pick and get replaced by Mason Rudolph for a drive. So, you know, as far as Anthony Richardson being out and Gardner Minshew coming in, I... It's very easy and safe to say that one of the biggest free agent moves or one of the biggest offseason moves the Colts made this year was securing that backup quarterback position, making sure that they had someone who they trusted who was solid as a backup quarterback. And yes, Mike Chappell and Dave Griffiths and I talk about this often on the podcast. Gardner Minshew has his limitations. He is not the freak athlete that Anthony Richardson is. He does not have the big arm that Anthony Richardson possesses. But when you look around this league and you look at all these different quarterbacks that have gone down that are no longer starting for their teams, there are not many out there that, that are playing right now that you would rather have in there more than Gardner Minshew. Maybe, maybe Jake Browning. That guy's been pretty good for Cincinnati. We saw that firsthand last week, and he got another big win for them in the game that preceded the Colts game on Saturday. A lot of teams would love to have a Gardner Minshew on their roster right now when they're struggling at the quarterback position because the guy, he just, 
I'm not going to say he just wins because he doesn't always win and he doesn't always play great and it's not always pretty, but the guy knows what he's doing out there and he's tough and he's smart. And, you know, when, when called upon, I think to the surprise of some, some people, including, including this commentator, sometimes the dude just makes plays when, when you need them. And it's not all the time. It's not every down and he's not going to take a, you know, a read option, 65 yards on a, on a dead sprint and, and, and stuff like that. But Gardner's done a really nice job for this Colts team, and, and they've done a good job of, especially the last few weeks, of emphasizing his strengths and trying to keep him out of those trouble positions that, uh, that really, you know, can, can get the, the, the Colts in a tight spot. All in all, you know, I, I hate to gush. I hate to, to sound like a homer here, but all in all, Really, honestly, just a great win for the Colts to move them to eight and six. Let's hear from head coach Shane Steichen. Um, all right, injuries: um, Pittman, as you can know, uh, concussion, and then Zach Moss arm. Uh, with that, we'll go. Shane, the 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 horse collar on Zach, the yeah. the hit on Pittman, are are those dirty plays? I got to go back and look at them. Obviously, you don't want to see guys get hurt. You know what I mean? They're bang bang plays, and you know, in real time, it's. Uh, it's tough. Obviously, you don't want that on your player. Um, you know, on the flip side, we don't want to do that. You know, it's it's. I'll go back and look at the tape. Yeah, he seems good. I mean, he's in good spirits. So, uh, just resiliency. You know, last yeah. week wasn't good. Yeah. Um, Talk about just resiliency and, and yeah, I think uh, the biggest thing was obviously talking about you know last week the resilience right. It wasn't our best game and it wasn't who we were. And uh, the big thing was cleaning up the penalties right. I think we had two penalties for ten yards today, uh, and then getting the takeaways and we got three and we didn't turn the ball over. And <laughs> when that happens, you usually win football games. So uh, excited for the guys, you know, putting in the work, uh, the weekly preparation that they did, and then going out and executing it, you know, on Saturday. Obviously not Sunday, but Saturday. So it was uh, great to see the, the team get the win. You knew you needed to run the ball. You get 170 without JT and with Zach. I mean, how do you, how do, you do that? Uh, you know, credit to the offensive line. Uh, they did a heck of a job uh, running the football. Uh, credit to Jim Bob Cooter, offensive coordinator. He's been a phenomenal this year. Uh, all he does is work and get these guys ready to go. And uh, like I said, I think it's only a matter of time before Jim Bob gets a shot at being head coach. What does it say about DJ Montgomery to drop a touchdown pass and come back and obviously catch one? Yeah, no, it's awesome to see. Obviously, uh, he's been working his tail off, um, shoot, in the scout team. When he was on scout team all year, he just made plays and plays and plays. And it's like, we got to get this guy up on the active roster. Um, obviously, he'd love to have that one back, but then he gets another opportunity and makes a big play and gets a touchdown. Uh, credit to him, credit to Reggie, uh, getting him ready to roll. And uh, it was good. It was good. A lot of guys had to step up today. And uh, the preparation that goes into it, obviously their position coaches, getting them ready to go, uh, knowing what to do, knowing the plan, and going out and executing it. Some of those guys who stepped up, Tyler Goodson and Trey Sermon, this, what, what have you seen out of them that kind of got them ready for this moment? Yeah, Goody's uh, got some explosive ability, as you guys saw. Uh, the big play he had down the sideline with Q pulling around um, was huge, showing off the speed that he has. Uh, and then Trey's just a good, strong runner. Um, you know, had some little creases that he got through there and made some tough yards. Um, but it was awesome to see those two guys uh, run hard again. Credit to them, credit to DeAndre Smith, the running back coach, getting them ready. What did that 14 play, or the, the 14 consecutive runs on that drive just kind of do for the course of the game in the second Yeah, half? It's, 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 it was awesome to see. Um, it just showed um, 
that we're capable of running the football whenever we want to want to. And but you got to do it at a high level and execute. Obviously, uh, that's a big part of it. Do you want to do that every week? Heck yeah, you want to do that every week. Does it work out ever, like that every week? No, it doesn't. But uh, obviously, there's a third big, you know, third down run. I think it was third and four, or whatever it was that we popped there, um, which was awesome to keep the drive going uh, and just the resilient, you know, effort by the offensive line. Gardner's best game. Uh, yeah, I mean, statistically, maybe I don't know what was he. He had three touchdowns. What was he? Eighteen to twenty-eight, I believe, for two fifteen or something. Um, yeah, he played really good. I mean, he was uh, concise with his reads, his decisions, getting the ball to his hands quick, uh, and making plays. You know, and uh, he just operates at a high level, and uh, it was awesome to see. The forty-two yarder to pit too. Oh, also. phenomenal! The scramble, yeah, third down. That really got us going. You know, I mean, he was right on our sidelines, and you know, he just had to scramble out of the pocket, and he just laid it, perfect ball to pit. Uh, it was, it was a great play by him. If it's forty-four seconds and you're deep, was it? Let's get a play and see if we can get something. Or yeah. For sure, we had uh, we had timeouts there, so it was like, hey, let's try to get a chunk here. Uh, and obviously, we hit the one. You know, we hit the end cut to DJ there, uh, and then we got some momentum. And then obviously, we got the PI, you know, uh, down there to Alec, and uh, it worked out good. You know, I think when you have that much time and that many timeouts, um, depending on where the ball is, you know, you can be a little aggressive there and see how it plays out. Obviously, if it's incomplete, then you, you know you think a little bit on what you want to do because uh, you don't want to give it back to them, obviously. Uh, but it was a great two-minute drive right there at the end half. Thirteen. Yeah. I mean, yeah. It was uh, it was tough, obviously, to see that uh, with Pitt, but to see him get up and walk off that field. I mean, the guy is tough as nails, and it just it's over and over and over again what he does, the toughness he shows, um, just the credibility he brings to this football team. Uh, year in and year out, and obviously this year, uh, for sure, the way he's playing, I think what well, he's probably over a thousand yards now, right? Um, he's been phenomenal. Over the past couple of weeks, Nick Cross has started to get more defensive snaps. Today, getting his first career interception. How big is it to be able to see him make those plays and make the most of these opportunities? Yeah, no, it's big. Anytime you get an opportunity to get in, um, you go make the most of them, just like Ronnie Harrison did. Now Nick Cross gets his opportunity, gets in there, gets a big time interception uh, to get those takeaways. Obviously, it flips, you know. Uh, the momentum of the game, and uh, it was great to see. From 13 nothing to 30 unanswered, did you sense a shift, or how, how did that work? No, I mean, we felt good. Uh, obviously, our defense was playing really good. You know, they gave up only six points. Um, and uh, offensively, we were moving it good. You know, we just, I think we were three of six in the red zone, had to kick some field goals there. Um, but we felt like we could move it uh, good, and we were, and obviously uh, that's what we did, and ended up you know, scoring 30 at the end. Shane, that, that never flinch mentality, is that something you develop, or is that something you identify in the character of your players that you want to part of this program? Yeah, I think it's a little bit of both. Um, obviously, I think in some of these players, it's in their DNA, but also you got to build it too and just keep bringing that energy and that juice every single day, uh, keep these guys upbeat, and knowing that every time we're stepping on the field, we're trying to win a football game, and that's the mindset and the mentality that we got to have. All right, thanks, guys. And those are the postgame comments from Colts head coach Shane Steichen reacting to Indy's 30-13 win over the Pittsburgh Steelers. I mean, honestly, I thought this was a 16-13 game. That's what I said on the podcast last week. Low scoring. Somehow they hit the over on this one, scoring 30 points against a pretty tough Pittsburgh defense. All right, let's take a look at some of the key statistics from the game. Gardner Minshew, 18-28, of 215 yards, three touchdowns. Most important stat, no interceptions, no fumbles, 
recovered by the defense this week. He was sacked three times, although most of those came early in the game. Trey Sermon, 17 carries for 88 yards, back up. Tyler Goodson, 11 carries, 69 yards, back up. Sermon, 5.2 yards a carry. Goodson, 6.3 yards per carry. Goodson also had a couple catches for 10 yards. Zach Moss, four carries for 13 yards, three catches for 20 yards, and a touchdown. Michael Pittman Jr., all over this Pittsburgh defense before they knocked him out of the game. Four catches, 78 yards on five targets, long of 42. DJ Montgomery, a couple catches, 48 yards, and a touchdown. Mo Cox, two catches, 21 yards. He had a TD as well. Josh Downs, three catches, 19 yards. He's been pretty quiet the last few weeks. But the other players have stepped up on this team. Alec Pierce, just that one catch for 13 yards, but he had that big DPI that I talked about earlier. Kylan Granson, one catch for six yards for the Colts. Those are some of the offensive stats for Indy. Almost 400 yards of total offense for the Colts this week. And a a nice performance again. Gardner Minshew uh, minimizing the risks here, doing a good job of protecting the ball, making some plays really when the Colts needed him. And, And then, you know what? If you want him to hand the ball off 13 times, He'll hand it off for you 13 times. Let's hear from Indianapolis Colts quarterback Gardner Minshew. You worked with DJ. Uh, shoot, man. Uh, so actually, funny story. We're both from Mississippi, like 30 minutes apart. So, man, I think it might have been after my first offseason. Like we worked out together, kind of for the first time back home. I uh, haven't done much since, but man, he's a guy that literally every week in practice is like scout team player of the week. Like tears it up. Um, I mean, even when he got here in the preseason, like he came in for one game, had like five catches, was super productive. He's just one of those guys, like he shows up and uh, makes plays, and man, couldn't be more happy for him. He, he, had, the, he had the drop in the end zone. Um, what was he like? How, you know, obviously you were confident going back to it was the next throw. So. Yeah, no, he's down, man. And I, but I told him, I was like, dude, we're coming right back to you. That didn't, that didn't change anything with me. Um, and man, I'm just so happy for him, like getting in the end zone, scoring, you know. That's awesome. Seriously. How big were all those scout team guys? Goodson, Sermon, Montgomery today. Huge, man. They were they were huge. And I, I'm happy for all of them, man. Getting an opportunity in this league is not an easy thing. And they, they made the most of it today. Uh, helped us win. I don't think we would win without them. Um, so, I mean, I think that's just a testament to how they work week in, week out. Like, we've been seeing that, you know, in practice on scout team, whatever it is. Like, and we've had a lot of confidence in them. So, when it was time to roll, uh, we were all ready for it. The, the pit where you're you're scrambling, you kind of point that kind of thing. Can you, what were you seeing on that play, and how much did that matter for you guys? Ah oh, man, that was huge. That was a big third down. Um, they kind of had the initial play gloved up. Um, pit was running across. There was nobody behind him. I kind of told him go deep, man. He made an awesome play. Made his guy got separation from his guy. Um, and man, that, those are the kind of big plays we need from him. How, how did you guys get? Settled down. Just, I mean, early on the pocket was pretty muddy. Took some sacks. Like, honestly, a lot of quarterbacks kind of go get in a cycle with that against Pittsburgh. How did you guys get settled down and pressure from a pocket presence? Yeah, yeah, I think, um, and I thought our protection plan was really good. I think we did a good job of putting chips and thumps on him. Uh, Highsmith on the other side does good. They, they had some internal pressure that was tough, and I think our guys rose up to the challenge, man. I just. I think I just have a ton of confidence in those guys and their ability to block it up. Um, and, man, just super happy for our group that, like, in pass protection, we talked about it all week. It's a full unit uh, ordeal in pass protection this week. And I think everybody kind of rose to the challenge. How did this team go from one of the toughest losses of the season to playing one of the best games of the season? 
Yeah, I mean, I think honestly, I think it was doubling down on our process of, you know, meetings, walkthrough, practice. We attacked that with a lot of urgency this week. Uh, I think everybody felt that energy, fed off that energy, and um, gave us a lot of confidence going into the game. A lot of the media have been talking about how this is a must win, especially for the playoff picture. How much did you guys feel that pressure and really own that today and how big of a win this was? Yeah, I mean, honestly, I feel like um, it's we've kind of been on that for, for a little while now. You know, we've needed to win these games, and we've done a great job down the stretch. Um, so, I mean, we, we just show up every week trying to win one at a time. Uh, you can't look too far past it. Um, but I think everybody was, was very locked in. The urgency was there. Uh, the attention to detail was there, and that's why we had a good game. It's one of your best games of the season, personally. How do you assess your play today? Uh, I don't know. I have to watch the tape. You know, I was telling people in the locker room, at this point, it's winning games. That's all that, That's all it is. However you got to get that done, um, we're going to try to find a way. So I, I grade myself off wins more than anything right now, and that's, you know, so thumbs up. You guys lose, you guys lose Zach and Pitt on plays that get flagged, guy gets ejected. How does a team react when that play happens to your guy, and how do you think you guys reacted today? Yeah, man, I think uh, anytime you lose really good players like that, you know, nobody's just going to be a step in and, like, replace that. I think everybody has to kind of pick up their level of play. And I think we got it from a lot of different areas today. Um, and that's what I mean. It's a testament to those guys' preparation that, you know, they don't get all the reps, they don't get all the looks, but we're able to get in there and execute. Um, so it's really hats off to the guys that came in and filled in. Mad at all that you, got, you, got, you, got, you have hits like that, take out your player? Uh, yeah, it's never ideal. You know, you don't want that. Um, I don't think there's any malicious intent or anything. I think that's sometimes how the game goes. Uh, I wish I wouldn't put uh, Pitt in that position, honestly. Um, so you always try to do your best to protect your guys. Um, but there's sometimes where, you know, unfortunate things just happen in the game. All right. Thanks, guys. All right. Thank you all. All right, let's take a look at some defensive statistics here. EJ Speed, 10 tackles. He was all over the field in this game, and you could see why you know, especially in that Cincinnati game, they, they really missed speed. Zaire Franklin, five tackles. DeForest Buckner, five tackles, half a sack. Dio Odengbo, four tackles, 1.5 sacks. Grover Stewart, four tackles, half a sack. Samson Ebukam, three tackles, 1.5 sacks for him. Julian Blackman had an interception. He had a fumble recovery for the Colts. Nick Cross with that interception from of Mitch Trubisky. That was an early early turning point in this game for the Colts. Just to kind of recap the, the effort here, the Colts finished with four sacks. They won the turnover battle three to nothing. They held the Steelers to 216 total yards. Also dominated time of possession, although admittedly a lot of that was because of that drive that they held the ball for nearly nine minutes. Uh, the Steelers also playing a pretty sloppy game here. They had more than 100 yards and penalties, which, you know, after the Colts last week, which that was kind of the role that they played with a lot of penalties and, and a lot of things that didn't go their way. This week, it was kind of Pittsburgh's turn to feel some of those things. So I, I don't think too many Colts fans are going to feel too bad about that. Okay, real quick look at the playoff picture. Now, let's take a look at the playoff picture really quickly. The Colts are still seventh if the playoffs started today, which important reminder, they do not start today. They still have an outside chance at the AFC South. And the reason for that is because Jacksonville lost to Baltimore on Sunday night football. Now, the Jacksonville Jaguars and the Houston Texans and the Indianapolis Colts are all eight and six right now. They are tied in the division standings from a record standpoint, but because of various tiebreakers, because of the Colts having been swept by the Jaguars, Jacksonville would still hold the conference lead. But 
with three games remaining in the season, if either the Colts or the Texans win out, both teams can't because they play in week 18, and that one may be for all the marbles here, but if the Colts or the Texans go on a three-game winning streak and the Jaguars lose one more game, then suddenly the Jaguars are no longer your AFC South champions because that would put Indy or Houston a game up on Jacksonville. Uh, is it going to happen? Probably not. Uh, but, boy, Jacksonville's lost three in a row now. They do have uh, a game against Tampa. And then, you know, after that, it's, it's, it's not a very tough schedule. I think they close out against Carolina, which should be a win for them. And then they play the Tennessee Titans in the last game of the season as all the AFC South teams play each other in that Week 18 because the Colts and the Texans will be playing each other there too. And we don't have any kickoff times or any of that uh, for the games yet, but hopefully we'll find out those soon. So the point is, we are here uh, preparing for Week 16 of the NFL season with three games left, and the Colts are still in the playoff conversation. You couldn't ask for anything more as an Indianapolis Colts fan. Their next game uh, is at Atlanta. That's an AFC-NFC clash. Of the games that the Colts play, this is the least consequential because it's not an AFC foe. Still not a game you want to lose. Atlanta had a, a pretty bad loss against Carolina this past weekend. You cannot afford to lose to this team. But if you were to win, you know, if you were to, to fall in any of your three remaining games, this would be the one that you would want to, to happen because of AFC tiebreakers. Basically, you want a good conference record in the AFC if you're going against up all these other teams, if you're all knotted together and tied, which, you know, they are. You've got the Bengals at eight and six. You've got the Colts there. You've got the Bills there as well. And uh, it's going to get really interesting and really tight here at the end of the season. But the Colts right in the thick of it. Well, we will preview that Atlanta game, look at their roster and all the matchups that will be coming up on Thursday's show with Mike Chappell and Dave Griffiths for the Colts Blue Zone podcast. I'm Matt Adams.